Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Content warning for long discussions of child abuse, child exploitation, and parasocial exploitation of children. It gets kind of graphic at times. Just be, be aware. Deep breaths. Not a deep breath episode. Not, it's a lot of, it's a lot of short. <laughs> um, I will, I took a fencing class on God. I, that's, I mean, I love that you did. I mean, lately, you know, shit's hitting the fan all over the world. All I'm doing is taking classes. I think that's good. I'm doing a soul cycle class. I'm doing a fucking fencing class. I'm doing, I'm just popping in and being like, teach me. Enrich yourself anytime you can, you know? It's the only thing I have, Natalie. I know, it's true. <laughs> I, I do think that that's important for everybody going through um, who has the capability of doing that in this really difficult time for the world. You know, you still have to find those things. And yeah. Do them as much as you can. I did a nighttime yoga. They didn't kill me. No. I showed up and it was all dark and they were like, just go inside. And yeah, nighttime like, yoga was great. <laughs> yeah. Did you have fun? I did have a great time, but I was like, this is how I get got. No. I do a show about missing women and it's like a dark room. They're like, yeah, come on inside. No one gets hurt in a yoga studio. <laughs> um, no, there's lots of cults that crop up. From Especially in LA. Wellness community. Yeah. Um, welcome. So, is there any of them now, Jean? i Nelson. Um, I, I think, of course, the top, it doesn't need to be said, but we uh, both. Uh, our hearts go out to the children of both Israel and Palestine, and we are we're so sad having to watch all of this play out, and we're not helping at all. So <laughs> we're not doing anything. America or us? Uh, both. Oh, I don't know what I I don't know what I can do. I don't know either. I think like, the, let me know what I can do, please, and I'll do it. Please let us know. I I feel kind of at a loss. Yes. Um. But yeah, I, my heart goes out to all of the the citizens who always pay for everybody's wars. The people who are just trying to live their lives. Right. Um. Because war is for rich people. What? Yeah. Natalie. I know. I'm being really edgy today. What? Yeah. I'm being crazy. Uh. Not talking about the war anymore. Different kind of war against our souls as a nation. Spiritual warfare. Yeah. Uh, so I guess you could say that. Um, yeah, this episode, the, this, the, this subject in general is not one that I necessarily am psyched about. Like, I am excited to talk about it because it's really important and it's really on my mind a lot. But I don't like talking about it because it is yucky. It's yucky and gross. And it's, you know, revisiting parasocial exploitation. Oh, is it like bathing in a pile of boogers? 
It feels like that a little bit. These I f- big old snotty bloody boogers. I do feel like I need a bath after I do this research. Okay. Um, I can't wait to, to listen oh. and chime in with my little jokes. We'll all like that. I don't think you're going to feel good afterwards. <laughs> um, but last season we covered some of the channels that predators simply love. And I'm talking about family vlogging for the most part. Sometimes it's tween vlogging. Sometimes it's kid vlogging. But it's always guided by the parent. Right. So that's kind of the definition I would say for family vlogging, even if it's just the kid. It's very obviously produced and controlled by the parents. Um, So I would put that in the same genre. Stand over there, Timmy. Mommy's got to get her indoor pool. Right. Um, And so one of the apps slash channels slash sites that predators simply love is the one of the absolute worst called Omegle. Yes, I know this website. Are you on there meeting children? <laughs> yeah. Um, is this the one where it, like, it clips away? It's like, like a chat roulette. Yes. Yeah. Because I had a girlfriend that she could have sworn she saw a child do something bad on there, and it, like, went away. And she's like, I didn't know what to find her or... Yeah. Um, that's Is this not what we're of- doing? We're going to talk about it a little bit. Um, So Omegle is not directly related to parasocial exploitation, but it kind of is. So Omegle is the sort, again, it's like the chat roulette style site, which also chat roulette still exists. It's the same thing, but it's just different. Um, And they essentially have no sort of regulation. They say that they do. They say that it's monitored. They say that they've made updates, but it's not really... At all. Is it a bunch of tech guys in Silicon Valley? They're like, we can get the world to talk to each other. That'll be great. And then they're like, oh, wait, there's like dicks flying everywhere. Actually, both of the apps or, or I guess sites at the time were created at the by at the time teenagers. Oh. So Chat Roulette was created by a Russian teen named Andrew Turnovsky. Omega was by an American teen named Leif K. Brooks. So Omega was made, you would think it was made by like some, you know, foreign overlord trying to like, you know, take our information. But it was a kid in Vermont. Oh, okay. And both both of those sites were likely created with really innocent intentions. But they quickly became a breeding ground for adult men and probably women to try to coerce, verbally abuse or sexually expose themselves to minors. Wow. There have been some movements to taper this, but it's. Very, very clear that it hasn't happened really. And they, there's really not any movement, even though they're like putting band-aids on it. Um, and I don't honestly know if current tech could actually work to keep sexual predators out from ki- away from kids when it's an app that sends them directly into their bedrooms with a camera. In fact, it was only last year that Omegle finally upped the age to 18 to use their site. Between 2009 and 2022, it was 13-year-old plus. In their bedrooms. Yeah. What could go wrong? Oh, I know. It's just crazy. Again, though, at the time, the kid who created it was a kid. And so I don't think he was thinking about it in those terms, but... It very quickly became that. You know what I mean? Um, so 13 plus is wild until 2022. That being said, the site is incredibly bare bones and there is nothing you need to prove to say that you're an adult. Oh, is it like one of those like you got to 
Choose your age, and I can pick that I'm 100 years old, yeah. just to make sure. Oh, you know how, like, on a lot of porn sites, it's like, if I enter, I am 18, click yes. And that's it? That's that's all it takes. So I mean, I was always being honest, but... I mean, fools are honest. No, you're, you're, you're a very good person. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, in fact, there's just... Omegle's very bare bones, and there's just a homepage, and you can click right into chats after you click the thing saying you're 18 plus. It goes directly to the page where you can just start viewing people's bedrooms. So it is like, you know, these 18 plus click things like porn and, and like, you know, certain like liquor websites, you have to click that have that same thing where they don't check your ID. But those sites are not sending somebody into your home. Right. They're just selling you horny goat weed. Right. This is all to say that if you're someone underage who's listening to this, you're obviously going to do what you're going to do because that's what happens. And you probably already know about predators on this site because of what we'll talk about. But if you've gotten to the point where you're listening to a show about missing and exploited women, please, for the love of Satan, do not use that shit. Just don't do it. You will see or hear something that you cannot take back. I know that for a fact. A kid on this will see bad shit because there's no monitoring, even though they say that there is. So if you're listening with kids, if you're a listener who has kids and you have to talk, I'm not trying to tell you what to do with your parenting, but you need to talk to your kids about this, this kind of social media. You you can't make kids not look at websites, but they have to be informed. Like social media awareness. They're going to look at a website. Yeah. We're not Amish. Right. They're going to see it. And in fact, it's kind of like when you tell young girls, like, if you haven't looked at a boy, you're going to get pregnant. Mm-hmm. And then she kisses somebody and she's like, oh, I didn't get pregnant. I guess I'm just going to go fuck the football team. Right. Which if you want to fuck the football team, sure. do it. But you're probably going to get pregnant. Yeah, sure. And for sure, you know, the kids are going to look. But to teach them about safety and to protect themselves is like really important. Obviously, most of you know that. But kids just keep showing up on this fucking site. Um, so if you're not convinced by that, go look up any number of the, quote, owning predators on Omegle or, quote, catching creeps on Omegle compilations online. It will blackpill your soul. Even though there are only three instances listed on Omega's Wikipedia of sex crimes based around their site, one of them, by the way, being a person suing the site because they began getting trafficked at the age of 11 from an interaction on that site, there are more likely thousands and thousands of instances. These these compilations I just mentioned, these Catching Predators compilations, are largely done by extremely young Zoomer adult content creators. And while they are made in a way that's very lighthearted in that manner um, where they're kind of just making fun of the guys, which I fully don't blame them for having that tone with it. Um, They are doing work that should be for some bureau but is not being taken care of. And so these kids are on their, you know, their YouTube channels, their TikToks, filming men trying to solicit a girl they're pretending is 13. Oh, my God. And then filming them. Like, Gen Alpha shouldn't be doing that. I know you said Zoomers, but Gen Alpha's like, they're in high school, I think? Um, I think that, out. no, I, I think Zoomers are still in high school. I'm pretty sure. Sure. We'll yeah. just say it. All right, why not? High school kids. Yeah. They shouldn't be having the job of, like, a, no. like a, a detective that's grizzled. No. You know, that needs a coffee and a cigarette. Like, please go to math class. They, But they keep getting failed. 
And so they've just been doing it. And I I don't oh, blame God. them for making jokes out of it because it's so horrible and dark. To like, cope with to it. To cope with it. Um, so these compilations, you can find them very easily. I've watched dozens of them at this point, And each one of those videos contains 20, 30 men. And the vast, vast majority of them are middle-aged white guys from like the Midwest. Not all. There are plenty from out of the country. There's also people of color. And I'm sure there's women, although I've never seen those videos. But a huge percentage are white guys from the age of 50 to 70. Um, and it is, it's like watching a rolling sickness play out. These, I'm not kidding when I say these videos will blackpill you. Like it, it is so bleak and I get why it's funny to them. And I would have laughed probably at that age, but watching it now, I feel just like so sad. Because these men, like, what do they do? Are they the firemen? Probably. Do they have a family? Well, there have been a few who've been caught by these Zoomers who are all of the things. Disgusting. One was a cop. Oh. So most of these men are definitely fathers, grandfathers, upstanding members of their communities. And they are saying the most disgusting, vile trash at what they think are 13-year-old girls the girls are decoys, but they're often not much older than 19 because they tend to be the friends of whoever owns the channel. And those people are also like 18, 19 years they old. They shouldn't have to go through that. Oh, I know. I know. It's still like they're still kids and they're they're laughing and, and they're safe because there's like a huge camera crew behind the, ca- the computer. Like they're not alone, but they're still looking at these men pulling their dicks out, like licking the screen, shirtless, saying horrible shit to them. Even if they're 19, disgusting. Like, it's it's so unbelievable to watch. And in some instances, like in the case of the vlogger who goes by Alma, O-M-M-A, these, oh, their own videos turn into criminal investigations completely spawned by the Zoomer creator. And it often takes an incredible effort on their part to get any sort of action taken. There's another kid named Nico Gregg who got an investigation going on another guy who has a horrific track record of trying to coerce minor girls the same age as his son into sex acts with him. So these kids are not only doing these Omegle things, they're finding guys who are like coming back and they're like finding guys who are showing up in different Omegle like owning predators videos. And then they're having to go do all of the work for the departments and like track them down like find out stuff about them get information from people dming them when they get recognized by somebody in the, their life because i'm sure the departments they're uh, they probably don't give a shit because they're like uh, they probably like teenage girls too 13 year girls also and second of all they probably are very old and don't understand the internet some i think there's both of those obviously not all um, cops or you know people who do these kind of things are actual predators themselves. But like I said, one of them was a cop, <laughs> uh, and I, I do think that they don't know how to control this. They don't know what to do with this new landscape, yeah. and also a lot of the people running this stuff are older men who um, kind of grew up in worlds where it was like, acceptable. Ch- children and women were objects, and so they're like, yeah, that's bad. We'll deal with it at some point. Whatever. But, but they don't get the whole this internet blah, blah, blah. Right. And like in our era, we didn't have the internet. We knew men were bad. I didn't know it would be like this. Like I'm now black pilled as an adult woman. I can't 
imagine being like 19 and being like, oh, I hate men now. Man, I but didn't didn't you have so many of these kind of interactions with guys when you were, you know, 15, 16? I remember the like horrible, gross, horrible yeah. shit guys did. Adult men. I remember one guy who lived. I was a t- uh, I was 16. He lived below my friends who had moved like had dropped out of high school and gotten their own apartment. We were fucking delinquents. But he was like a 22, 23 year old business guy. And. I was a little punk kid and he was like obviously hitting on me while we were smoking every day when I was hanging out there and like one point he like pulled me into his house and like held my head and like looked made me look in the mirror and went like look how beautiful you are let me change your outfits let me fix your hair like he turned me into this weird I he like he wanted to fuck me but he wanted to also make me look more like a way, doll yeah like a blow up doll like a like a more mainstream Girl, I hate that. So that that kind of stuff always happened. I'm sorry, Natalie. I, yeah, it's not 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 even nearly. Fuck him. Well, yeah, I don't. I imagine he's probably like a father of five right now. It's great. <laughs> um, so you know, this kind of stuff was al- already happening pretty openly in the, when we were in that age group, but there was no mass of it because we didn't have a scrolling screen of pedophiles right in our bedroom in this way. And so these videos aren't really fascinating for another reason, because a lot of these young guys don't give a fuck, which I appreciate about them. They, they're younger and they, they're very confident. And so once they catch some of these guys and, and identify them and get all of their tech info, they'll message them and say, like, hey, I am going to report this to all your friends and family unless you want to talk uh, and explain yourself. I say just report it. Well, yeah, but here's the thing. They're, I know they're making content. And I don't honestly, for this, I don't give a shit. Right. Get views on this. I, I think it's dangerous. I, if it was like my family, I would tell them not to do that because, you know, you're invading on a very dangerous person a lot of the time. So this is like flame with vloggers, but the other way. So it's like the kids being like, I get the power now. It's sort of. And I'll show you, I'll tell you exactly why I'm bringing this up regarding family vloggers. I do have a point, I swear to God. I'm here. <laughs> and, I'm into it. So these phone calls will sometimes be uploaded after the guy's been identified. And so many of these predator guys, especially the older ones, have zero shame. They just do not feel shame at all. They are mad. They're like, why are you ruining my life? Why are you doing this to me? Blah, blah, blah. Ruining my life? Yeah. What? You ruined, he was going to ruin a child's life, but that doesn't matter because he's king baby. He's king shit. Yes. His mommy loved him the most, Natalie, and she wiped his ass the hardest. Yeah. It really worked out for him. A lot of them are married with children, um, and they're like, why are you doing this to me? So there was one specifically, and- by the way, we do have to take for granted that these are not completely fabricated because we don't have evidence. But I do believe these to mostly be real, including this one, um, and one that a predator who was a merry father uh, did, in fact, die by suicide shortly after a call that was uploaded to one of these kids. He threatened to do it on the phone call. Oh, fuck him. Yeah. So fuck not the only... guy that ended his life. Oh, yeah. Fuck you. He, that's the coward way out. Well, not only that. And you're not a coward if you die by suicide. No, but you're in not. this situation. Because his you... family had to clean it up. Also, put it on the kid exposing the predators. He was like, this is going to be your fault if I yeah. do it. He did say that. And then he fucking did it. He's making it everybody else's problem, which, again... If you unalive yourself, 
or you have dealt with that before. It's nothing to do. We're talking specifically. You're not a the, bad person. You, right. If you're a pedophile. Right. And you're saying to the person who's trying to report you that you're going to kill yourself if you do, if they report you, then you are a coward and a piece of shit. Yeah. So, yeah. So that happened. That guy, by the way, admitted during this phone call that he had done sextortion and sex talks to hundreds of children. And then he was like, I'm going to kill myself if you tell my wife. And then he did. Fuck him. Yeah, well, he's dead. So, <laughs> Yeah, well, he's dead. Bye-bye, bitch. So what does this have to do with parasocial exploitation? Well, for like you just said, this is the what other side of the same coin in a lot of ways. So this is kids taking power back in this way. But many of the kids who are groomed on sites like Omegle are left alone for long periods of time with full access to the Internet and no guidance. That's not always the case. I'm sure you can be the most wonderful parent and sometimes bad things will still happen. Yeah. But a lot of the kids who are and who do end up being groomed on these kind of sites report having no parental supervision most of the time. So they are ignored in that way. Vlogged kids are ignored in the opposite way. They are looked at and paid attention to 24-7, but are never looked at as autonomous human beings. So both sides of that lead to predation. But the real reason I'm bringing this up is because of what I'm going to play for you now. Oh, no, Natalie. I'm sorry in advance. This is horrible to hear. But because like I mentioned, there is a deep, dark sickness woven into the very tapestry of this country, and it involves very broken, entitled, and floundering adults who crave some aspect of what they perceive children can offer them. So in this, you'll hear the wife who was coming. So basically this person has a YouTube channel and he calls he's like calls himself a vigilante predator hunter. Um, in, in it, he has created a conversation check text with this married couple who he he's pretending to be an 11 year old girl and he as the 11 year old girl is coming to be picked up by the wife because they are going to raise her into the second wife oh oh so so they think this this married couple is like haha we get this 11 year old girl mm-hmm. to come in and you could be like the woman how could she she might be sucked in. She also might be like, oh, another person to do laundry to take his stinky ass away from me. Yeah. And the video itself is really fascinating on that sort of study, but it's just so, so tragic. And by by the way, in this clip, you're going to hear children because the wife is picking up this child that she's trafficking with her two infant children in the back of the car. So um, 11 years old, right? 11. Well, they think. Yeah. Oh, they think it's really a man. It's really a man. Yes. As a parent, as a parent, when did this whole map thing start with him? I know he introduced it to you, obviously. If I didn't think he introduced it to you, I wouldn't be talking to you. You know what I mean? When did he introduce this to you? It hasn't always been a sexual thing. Okay. If that makes sense. Okay. So start it, start when it started, then how did it get sexual? It start. was more of a... It was more of an art, I guess, like, because, you know, like, they're, it's the, it's the perfection of the human body, if that makes any sense. Sure. You know, like, when you start going through adolescence, you know, like, that, that's really where it started, but I mean, like, even then, it wasn't even, it wasn't naked, it was, you know, they were always clothed, like, bathing suits and stuff like that, like, it's never been anything naked. And how long ago was that? 
a year ago. Yeah. Okay. But like sexually, like he doesn't even look at, like he doesn't even look at it sexually, like. So, so how did the map thing start for you guys then, Almighty? You said it was just like bikini pictures, stuff like that? And even then it wasn't even anything sexual. Right. Well, what platform was that on? Was that on, like. You can just Google bathing suit photos. Is that what y'all Googled? I'm just saying, like, that. Well, like, well, where did you well, guys just, look at it? I mean, you know, you got, I'm not saying that this is how it was, but I mean, like, mm -hmm. you can just scroll through Facebook, and everybody's got their kids posted in bikinis there okay. in the summer, and, you know, like, <laughs> so, so, so that is just what random pages, you know, on yeah. Facebook and like. So, so that is what it was. <laughs> so she's just in total denial. It's like, well, it wasn't sexual, or she's lying. So, you know, you could watch, you can, if you watch the whole thing, you could probably make a lot of guesses about what's the dynamic is there but that is essentially the audio of this quote predator hunter interrogating the wife before the husband's on scene he's trying to get her to turn on him because he he's he thinks that the husband is the instigator and he's like trying to get info from her and trying to be basically being like i'm going to help you but she's very much locked into this Either she likes it or she's locked into this relationship. And they've got kids together. They got a they have soul multiple, bond. Multiple children. Like she's many. also wearing a Godsmack T-shirt. So I'll just put that there. She is. I don't. I'll just kind of say that. I would like to say. Listen, will. I don't like Godsmack. I'm gonna say they probably are not condoning uh, no, child brides. No, no. But don't they um, sing like I'm crawling in my own brain? Oh, yeah. steady. Like they do. That. Okay. Yeah. Great. But I think they love a thick, full-bodied woman. That's right. What I would guess. Godsmack is like smoking cigarettes inside. Yes, for sure. Um, but I like adult women. <laughs> right, but I like adult women. Yeah. Um, so what a crazy bitch. And I know that like you, she might have been groomed into it. But again, she's an adult with kids. She's making this decision. Yes. Did and she so, turn him in? So the we'll, – we'll talk a little bit more. But so the, the, the main crux of why I was putting that in here is because – that woman describes exactly what where his her husband's art oh, obsession yeah. comes from. When he was asking where that started, she said, "Oh, people just upload their children in bathing suits all over the place on Facebook. You can just find that anywhere." Which is how he was beginning his predations. So, this is very, very clearly a specific thing that you mostly probably know if you're listening to this, but. They're, They're saying it. They're saying it. She is openly saying, this is how we start preying on kids. This is how we get masturbation material. This is how we get art, uh, uh, whatever she said, like appreciation of yeah. the human form. But, you know, it wasn't sexual. We always try to lead it back to non-sexual. You know, you know, it's okay. And Hitting on her vape, by the way. Oh, yeah, full time. Um, I bring this up because there are parents who know full well and understand that there is a market for this kind of person. The innocent user will post what they think are harmless photos from their day at the beach, you know, out on their, their page. Mm -hmm. When they find out someone has been using their child for their own sick needs, they will be horrified. They will pull the photos down. They will private their pages. Then there are parents who see dollar signs. Ugh. So that clip, again, is from a content creator and self-proclaimed predator hunter. His methods are questionable at best, which is why I don't want to give his name. Right. Um, the guy is fucking insane himself. I mean, anybody, because I thought that was going to be leading to like, oh, he calls himself predator hunter and he actually has sex with kids. Ha ha ha. No, but, I, as far as I know, that's not the case. Um, but he is out of his mind and he has really bad uh, views of things a lot of the time. But 
I'll give him credit. He has cornered some sex predators, and you do have to be a little crazy to do this kind of yeah. vigilante behavior. Um, I mean, good for him for that. Sure. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. So that video, all in all, is one of the sickest things I've ever watched. It's over an hour long. Ooh. And by the end of it, the predator hunter guy has gotten her and her husband, who eventually shows up to the scene, to admit to absolutely unspeakable things. Um, so, you know, he speaks to them. Credit for him. He speaks to them like what they're he's like, what you're doing is not that bad and sort of relates to them. And suddenly they just want to open up about everything. And they have bad shit to say and like what um just every vile thing you can think of uh just things about their children things about what they do in their house things about what they did when they were growing up all of it is bad sick yeah really really sick people and in that clip also he points out they were using the term maps in their message exchange, which is a term only pedophiles and conservative news outlets use. Yeah, what is that? People from the LGBTQ community do not and will not ever do that or condone it. It is a made-up word. Um, oh, is that the thing called black propaganda where you pretend to be on the side? Kind of, yeah. Is it the, like, we love kids? Is it that? It's, it is. It, so basically that stands for minor attracted people map. Yeah, that's black propaganda. That's so, not real. No, it's not. And only... People who actually are pedophiles or people who are trying to make you hate gay people yeah. say that. There is no no human being in, in the LGBTQ community who is not a pedophile who's like, well, maybe we should consider. Because the very idea that you cannot understand the difference between consent and non-consent is just the like the cornerstone of that kind of mentality that you think that. Being gay is one step away from bestiality because you don't yeah. – and you're in that mindset, I feel like those people have already been taught to be perceiving women and children as basically animals. And so any sort of anything that's not man fucking woman is all the same, you know? And so this pretend shit crops up on the internet. And the guy, by the way, who goes – who's going to try to take the 11-year-old in proudly states that he is a conservative and he conflates maps with trans people. And so that's cool. Oh, wait. The <clears throat> the guy who is the – the Sorry. Sorry, the pedophile hunter? No, the guy – well, yes, the guy the – pedo, the pedophile hunter is also somebody who believes that. Oh, OK. <laughs> but the guy who was trying to kidnap the 11-year-old talks oh. about how trans – I mean, you know – I do. I like my art, but like trans people, he like literally says that. Really? Yeah. And they they both agree, and they're like, "Oh, we agree on something." Yeah, kind of. And that guy was obviously trying to um, get information from the 
the kidnapper pedophile guy, but he also does believe that off on his own. Wow. Um, so, you know, uh, but again, credit where credit is due that he at least left the stuff in his video that makes his own viewpoints look really bad. Um, because <laughs> the cognitive dissonance is crazy. But anyway, the reason for this clip was because of the wife's remarks. We talked about some of these parents last time who um, know that there's an audience for, for this. And there was one parent who I mentioned had been called out for selling pictures of her tween daughter behind a Patreon paywall last season. The mom's name is Hannah, and she's not nearly the only one. But because she was exposed in this article and because she was so egregious with it, I kind of see her as the core of this ball of nuclear waste with all of this radiation emanating out from her. Well, you know, what she was doing with her her tween daughter was disgusting and danced on the line of legality and definitely didn't. Go, it did, you know, if you have any form of morality or ethics was way, way below the line. Right. Oh, that was the I guess it's legal. Right. That episode. Yeah. We're like, is it that might make you a bad person? Yeah. And also putting your kids photos behind a paywall is dangerous in that nobody but a predator is going to pay for those. And also you're now selling content to predators who are going to ask for more and probably offer a lot of money for right. it. Right. And more and more. We need Less close. And I'm sure some moms saw that and were like, how much money did you make? Exactly. So most people, of course, when they read this article in Newsweek that was about her, felt horror and disgust when reading all of the details. And then there was, you know, some parents who were like, teach me, Obi-Wan. Oh, God. And when I say that this is an insidious, when I say that this, I don't want to call it a lifestyle, this, this, decision-making about your children is insidious much of the time. I mean it. Because, you know, not every single parent goes in going like, I'm going to sell my kid for my kid's body for money. Sometimes it's a slippery slope. And from most observations I've made when following all of these things, the parents tend to be just sort of normal people, which is there's nothing wrong with that. But they don't have any particular talent. However, they have the desire to be famous. When they don't get that itch scratched by themselves, they start to notice something when their child is posted. So it's not usually zero to 100. It's usually a slow rising, right. the temperature. Um, oftentimes, and I don't mean this to be insulting, I'm trying to just be honest, the parents are not super intelligent people. You can call pedophiles dumb. It's okay. <laughs> Well, technically, they're just selling things to pedophiles. Yeah, you can call them dumb. Um, Sometimes they, you know, some of these parents wanted their kid to be in acting. Sometimes they are not in show business at all, but they see what we'll call a real opportunity for a hungry market. Mm. So the headline that I was talking about last season about the woman named Hannah uh, that was in Newsweek, the headline of it says, Mom selling modeling photos of young daughter sparks outrage. So at the time of this article, it was April 2022. The girl's age at the time who this article is about was listed at 12. So at the time of this recording, she's 13 or 14. And just in case you were worried, they're still at it. Yay! Though after the article, the mom limited comments on her social media, which shrunk their following substantially. 
Why? Because her following was almost exclusively adult men. There are analytics that you can see, these sort of things. And these kind of accounts, including the specific girls, are majority like 70, 80 percent adult men. Yeah, and you can't just play dumb. You have all of these followers, you know. Yeah. And when you have your own business account, you see that on your own. Like, But you can also see that through other um, software if it's not your account. So beyond sexually exploiting, continue to exploit her daughter. This, this mom, Hannah, <laughs> is a real piece of work. Uh, beyond sexually exploiting, continuing to exploit her daughter, her young son, who I also believe is not 18 yet, is listed as a photographer, often their photographer, and is consistently shooting his mom and sister in bikinis, <coughs> bikinis and seductive outfits. Oh, I bet he's going to have an embarrassing day at school the next day. I don't think that they go to school. Um, th- Ew, this- I bet that house is disgusting. I bet it smells like like human musk. The son... Even just looking at him, I I feel kind of disturbed by him. Like something's off and it's probably because he's been put into this weird situation where yeah. he's like sexualizing his mom and sister constantly at the, at the like forcing of his mom. He needs a childhood or otherwise he's going to grow up to be Andrew Tate. I mean, I don't think I think he's going to not be Andrew Tate as much as he's going to be like kind of a dangerous like creep. Oh, like um, an Elliot Roger maybe? Yeah. Um. Ooh. But who knows? Who knows? He's still young. He should have a childhood. I think that ship has sailed, unfortunately. Um, I bring her up because she's at the very least had to tamper down some of the exploitation because of being called out. Though I have, unfortunately, absolutely zero doubt that she's not doing that. I have zero doubt that she's doing worse behind the walls of social media. Um, I would be utterly shocked if she is not selling content of her child to predators directly. She doesn't seem to work and she's always posting her and her two children on vacations and whatnot. But while, yeah. Oh, they got vacation money? Also, like, if you're putting something up social media, it has to be crafted. So think about the stuff that you're, like, nonchalantly doing. Um, And how much worse it could be. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's, yeah. uh, I, 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 I hope that that girl can get away as soon as possible. Um, I really I watching her is really heartbreaking. So but while this mother Hannah got put under the hot seat for a second, there are dozens of mothers she interacts with who haven't and who are openly exploiting their children on Instagram. Take one woman, for example, whose first name is Cheryl. She is seen often collaborating with Hannah and her young daughter. So it's the two moms and the two daughters because I have to to like sleep at night, I have to try to wrap my head around the horrors of this and the stuff I saw on this woman, Cheryl, and her husband's pages. And so I went – I just tried to follow how this – how did we get here? Yeah. Um, their daughter is currently 13. If you go back to 2021, there's a photo of her 11th birthday on her mom's Instagram. And the reason I want to do this is because I think it's important to watch – the, the radicalization of this and we can because they're just publicly posting even if we can't stop her even though instagram will not do anything to stop what is very clearly not okay we can at least talk about how this happens and watch out for signs for people you know right. what i mean From the future, so if we see it now I'll be like ah, i saw the look in that eyes in yeah. 20, 2021 or if it's somebody in your family or your friend group who is doing stuff like this with their kid 
try to be there for the kid and try to watch it and make sure because people get corrupted sometimes and sometimes people started out corrupted. So God, that's why there's like this sex education class in school where they're teaching kids about consent. And a lot of people are like going in uproar about it, but mm-hmm. it's really teaching kids like don't like you can say no. It's almost as if some parents don't want their kids to be able to say no. Isn't that crazy? Um, Great. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, so this little girl, there's an 11th birthday photo on her 20, 20, in 2021 in April. It, she just looks like a little girl. Up until April of 2022, the, it's mostly on this mom's Instagram, just selfies and photos of random things with a normal amount of likes, maybe 30 or 40. But we also can see from the photos that her and her husband are very active in theater. They want to be actors. And they're also putting their kids into like indie films in their area. They're from Florida, shockingly. Um, and so they're they're wanting the they're wanting the acting life. It's very clear. Um, but she's she's she posts selfies like incessantly, like, you know, she's in her forties, day after day after day after day of selfies. And they're getting like 30 or 40 likes. Then in April of 2022, right around the 12th birthday of her daughter, her mom posts a photo of the three kids. Her daughter and the two brothers. And the daughter is in a bikini in front of the boat that they're standing in front of while the boys are fully dressed. That photo garnered 224 likes. Huh. She had hashtagged it with things like daughter, love, for you, page. It was probably done innocently enough, though I would be personally weirded out about posting a 12-year-old in a bikini anyway, but... Probably she wasn't trying to get attention. And that's just normal. Like, I love my daughter on the For You page. Right. Wow, this has a lot of likes. Mm-hmm. Over the course of that next month, and this is April of 2022, she posts multiple times. She was and is a chronic poster. And in his in her earlier stuff, you again, you can see that they're like active in like the local theater scene. So some of these pics post bikini pic of her daughter are her, the mother, but now she's begun sprinkling in more photos of her daughter, posing in sort of glamour shot styles over the next month after that first picture. They aren't explicitly what I would call sexy. Like, I don't want to say that at all about a kid, but they're not necessarily what you'd look at and be like, oh my God. But she's wearing kind of small clothes. Um, Is it like a Barbizon kind of thing? Like a glamour shots? Kind of, yeah. They like do your hair. It looks sort of like a high school portrait like series but like on a 12 year old i did one of those of like come take a walk i mean i didn't do that but it like was you're like, like leaning on a railing and kind of yeah. like bl- winds blowing in your hair but she's also wearing like kind of grown-up clothes in them now she started with these ones she starts hashtagging with things like blue tank top crop top cute pretty it's more specific yeah so whether or not she realized it this is drawing in predators crop top, stuff like that, on a 12-year-old, it's not drawing in clothing designers who want to model with your kid. It's drawing in men who are looking up the term crop top on Instagram. Those photos over the spring of last year are getting more and more likes, 300, 400. Though, through it all, she's still, mom is still posting selfies incessantly, and they never get the same, near the same amount of likes, like not even close. Over the summer and fall of 2022, 
she's peppering in more and more photos of her 12-year-old in increasingly less and less clothing. In September of 2022, she posts a photo of her daughter sort of from behind in a tiny tank top and shorts looking over her shoulder. The angle of the camera is looking down on her. She's a lovely girl, but it's just a photo of a kid. That photo received 7,293 likes. I... I struggle to describe this photo without making it sound like the little girl has done something wrong because she hasn't. It's not like she's dressed sinfully. It's that it's the way the nature of the photo, the way it was taken, the way she hold, told her daughter to turn. It is weird. It's just weird. Is it like a Britney Spears? Kind of. You know, kind of like a yeah, a little bit of like a Lolita Alluring Lolita. Oh, that's such a weird thing to recognize, but I'm not sexually attracted to it, but I can see it. You know As what I mean? a girl who was a little girl who was sexualized, I know what I'm looking at. Yeah. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. So, however, interestingly, just of note, there are no hashtags on this photo. Oh. As a mom who hashtags constantly, and I'm saying about this mom, not me. <laughs> I'm not a mom who hashtags. Um, this this is notable to me. And my theory on this is that once she realized the more audience she was drawing in with her daughter's pictures she maybe initially hashtagged that photo with things that were shameful and she erased them after she got the views. Because you can edit it. Yeah. Maybe it was hashtag Lolita. I'm serious when I say that because these, this photo is just a photo of a little girl and the photos beforehand were again, you know, bumping up the numbers and she was increasingly adding weirder and weirder hashtags and this photo has none. My 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 gut tells me that she had hashtagged it with something really fucked up. So it got 22 or I'm sorry, 7,200 likes. And, you know, again, that's just a theory. But it seems to me that this mother and father both craved fame and became enthralled with the attention their daughter was receive, receiving. And whether they pretended not to notice who the audience was or they openly didn't care. We get to February of this year, 2023, and all the facades are off now. A photo she posted that received at the moment of this recording 14,827 likes is of a photo of her 12-year-old daughter in what is essentially underwear up on a ladder. She's apparently helping her parents paint a room and is taking a moment to make a pouty face at the camera, which is positioned far under her, almost what would be an upskirt shot, but foregoing the skirt entirely. 
I felt so gross including this in our script, Amber, that I blurred out parts of it, but this is just up on Instagram. Girl, this, I now I know what you mean. Oh, my God. This is, I don't want to say disgusting because it's a, it's a young girl, but. it's She's not being disgusting. She's not being disgusting, but it's the eyes that you want to put me in. Yes. That the artist, the creator wants to me to be in is sexualizing this. This is an obviously sexual photo mm-hmm. of a child. Mm-hmm. And anybody who says, what? Like they're at their prime. Fucking throw them down a ladder. If throw them in a well. If said that that was a girl at her prime, that's a pedophile. That's, that's a, a pedophile. Yes. I've heard that a lot on Twitter, actually. So the first time I came across this photo, I felt actually sick to my stomach because I could feel the danger that this child is in from her mother posting this photo, not just because of what her parents were doing to her, but because this is when in this saga, you fully realize that the mom knows the audience and is, in fact, encouraging them. Because as you will likely be unsurprised, the 129 comments underneath the pic are exclusively adult men. Fucking vomit. And she's interacting with them, the mother. That there are only 129 comments, I assume she deleted the most heinous, probably only to save face for herself. But what is left is still absolutely disgusting. Be careful you don't fall down the ladder from the top of your stepladder. Winky face, smiley face, naughty and sexy. Si flame que, emoji, flame emoji. Si quieres, te tengo de atrás la escala, escalara. Your daughter is very beautiful. I always followed her. May God protect her. Cabose. Then there's guys talking, asking questions, and the mom is answering the questions. There's a guy on here that says his name is Nightmare1583. It's so great you two are so close. It seems so rare for mother and daughter to have this kind of relationship these days, dot, dot, dot. See, uh, the woman... Thank you. She's an amazing girl. Um, So all of these are grown men. Um, I should mention that a lot of their fans, the people who follow these kind of accounts, are very invested in mother-daughter stuff, which is why that comment really creeped me out. And the mother responded to it. Then there's this, like, man who's definitely, like, 80 years old who, you know, I could use some help painting. If you help, if I help you, will you help me? And she likes the comment. (gasps) He is an old, gross man. I didn't know there was this many pedophiles. Well, this is international, so we're getting the world's pedophiles here. And this is this is the, the most insidious part about these kind of parents. I know that they are – this little girl is beautiful. She is a lovely person, obviously. I'm sure she, like she's great. But they're not coming to her because she's special or has this like amazing talent. They're coming because this parent has no – they're feckless. They have no yeah. boundaries. They're going to the kid who has no protection. That is why they're showing up. Not because she's a talent. There's not even any talent-based content. It's just her in sexual photos now. She's not dancing, singing. She's not performing an art. And now the mom's like, oh, well, I get a little bit of fame, too. And she's, I think, probably in her mind, convinced herself that her daughter is so extraordinary the fan base is here. This is just how you become famous. Her daughter is going to be a famous actress. Whatever. So here's one that she left up. Taco Love to Taco Love to Co-Life 2022. I'd like to paint her white. Mom this left is, that up. That's fucking gross. The reason for keeping these comments up is most likely engagement drives traffic. And it seems innocuous, but when you look at it, 
It's, I, I mean, the second you do this, this mother absolutely knows these are pedophiles. Knows without a doubt. This particular hashtag is ha- uh, this particular picture is hashtagged beautiful girl. Fuck. Who do you what? think is searching that hashtag? Who do you justify trying to reach with that hashtag? What audience? Do you think talent scouts are looking that up? Like, be for real. Beautiful girl. Who do you think look- is looking that up? I wouldn't look that up. <laughs> no. It's guys looking for little girls in sexy outfits. It is That's who's looking the hashtag up. I'm sorry. I'm getting pressed, man. This woman, I, I... I, because I have to, I, I don't have to. I, my mind makes me follow and try to understand how to protect these kids, how to, what, what we can do. And so I've known about this woman for at least half a year. She haunts my dreams. She, what she is doing is so fucking evil. Like, I don't even believe in evil, but th- it gets me this riled up because I, that girl is in such danger. Yeah. She is a little girl. She could be trafficked. She's already she already is. I mean, she is. And she already even if her parents are doing nothing beyond this, these accounts. She is getting the most vile, disgusting messages, videos and her DMs. I guarantee you she's probably seen a bunch of men's penises getting sent to her. And it's like one of those mommy, mommy managed accounts. Like if mommy doesn't give a shit, does that really matter if it's mommy managed? She's in booty shorts on a ladder. Like, I can't imagine your parents asking you to wear this, stand on a ladder, and she's doing a kissy face. Mm-hmm. And then your mom being like, stand up there. Come on. Do a little kissy face for me in pink tails. Mm-hmm. The I, whole family. Throw them all away. Horrible. I should mention that her daughter also has an Instagram since like nine or ten years old, which is too young, in my opinion, in general. And right around when her mom posted that first bikini picture when she was 11, basically, the girl's account changed drastically almost in the same month, almost as if being coached by her parents because they realized the, the likes were coming in. And yeah, her dad is just as bad, by the way, if not worse. Halloween last year, the two of them, father and daughter, did a collab where she's doing one of those TikTok things where she's saying she's like mouthing the words from the Harley Quinn from fucking whatever. Right. What um, do you think? I want to seduce you? <laughs> yeah, and she's doing that, and she's putting on the Harley Quinn makeup. And at the end of it, I mean, it's like the speech. It's a Harley Quinn speech where she's talking about how she needs a master. And at the end of it, all of her Harley Quinn makeup's on, and she's wearing the daddy's little monster shirt. And then her dad shows up as the Joker behind her in it. What? And that was their Halloween costume that year. Inappropriate. Their family costume is Batman and Joker themed. The dad is the Joker. She's the Harley Quinn. She is in underwear and fishnets and wearing a daddy's little monster shirt. I'm sorry. I This this family riles me up so much. But this is just like one of thousands. It's disgusting. I bet you'd go over and it like, yeah, it stinks and there's trash everywhere and they try to serve you dinner. and It's like all undercooked and unseasoned, just canned food. Uh, I just mean, nasty. That like, would, that's like the know. nicest thing you can say about them, just to be trash honest. Trash everywhere. So this whole thing with her, she did the Harley Quinn thing with her dad. It is a thinly veiled as not sexual post. It is very apparent that that is a fucking dog whistle. And all of the comments are under it are men lusting after his 12-year-old child and he leaves the comments up. Because, I mean, it's 2,200 likes. What's he going to do? 
You can't take it down. No. Oh, you got the likes. And fame is the most important thing, Natalie. Not his daughter's mental health or her safety, for sure. It's twenty. That's worth 2,200 likes. God. By the way, I didn't mean to say, like, people who have canned goods are bad people. I just mean, like, everything's just, like, disgusting that they have. Yes. Like, ultra processed. It's like nothing but trouble. <laughs> nothing but trouble. Right. With, like, a hot dog coming out of the bun. Yeah, it's all yeah, sloppy. Yeah. Yes. So... This is just one of these children, like I said, who's going through this. There are probably parts of it that these kids even like, you know, maybe they're performers who really love to do stuff. They love to do the skits. They love to wear the outfits, but they have no conceivable idea about what this is actually doing to them because they have child brains. They don't know. They don't understand their market Market? I don't even want to say market. Yeah. They just think this is the world. That's what you think as a kid. You're like, this is the world. I mean, I moved around growing up. And I always thought, I guess everybody just moves around. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wasn't in her position. And she sees all of the likes, too. And as a kid with a child brain, she's not... The, the wheels aren't going to be able to turn until she's an adult and being like... Oh, oh, that was fucked up. And she has no power. Because her parents own her, like, property. Yeah. Uh her, she has no idea what her parents are doing to her. None of these girls do until they get older. They have no idea. It's sick. And, like, these people should not have fucking custody of their kids. I'm sorry. Mm-mm. God knows what kind of offers the mom gets behind the scenes and what kind of videos and comments the child is subjected to in her DMs. If you go through... Uh, if you go through both her and the mom's content, you see that there are accounts who follow them who come on every single post. And they post over and over and over that the little girl's account has like tens of posts a week and some of them the same guys comment on every one and this obsession could so easily lead to stalking yeah they are also very not concerned with posting locations that they're at and even though they don't necessarily have like their address on the account it would be so easy to find them not to mention all of the other issues that go on like the entire family is on the chubbier side, except for the daughter who is rail thin. And I feel like it's in the realm of possibilities that they're restricting her eating so they can keep rolling those likes in. Oh, my God. <sighs> and I'm using this as an example because I, you can watch the timeline, but this is happening to kids all over the place because there's no... The, because the the social media apps gain money from not taking these accounts down. They make money on their ads and all of that shit. They make money with the traffic that these kids bring in. So they're not doing anything about it. Right. And there's like no right or wrong size or anything, but it just means that like the family's eating and they're being like, young daughter, you don't get dinner today. Yeah. That's like abuse. That's abuse. Absolutely. And she could also just be naturally that skinny, but she is very, very thin. She's very thin. And the rest of her family is not. And so it does make me wonder if they're controlling her, her calorie intake in a way that's really unhealthy. What they want from all of this at the end of the day is hard to say as far as the parents go. But what I do know is that we can't trust parents to protect their children. Obviously, a lot of parents do. And I know a lot of you listening are parents, and I'm sure you are crushing it. But some parents absolutely cannot be entrusted with their child's safety, especially online. Just like two weeks ago, actually, John Oliver did an amazing report on homeschooling. And I highly recommend you watch it. In it, he makes a statement about, which I've been trying to get across, which is having a child doesn't make you virtuous. So this isn't an attack on parents, but rather finally speaking on the concept that if you have kids, it doesn't mean that you 
now understand how everything works or that you are suddenly a good person. Yeah. You have a kid. A lot of really bad people have children. When I say bad, I mean like, you know, mentally disturbed, broken, unable to deal with their own shit and projecting it on children. And, you know, totally, you should totally watch that. I, I really appreciated okay. the way he did it. Because um, it's it's a pretty delicate situation. And I don't want, because I don't want the government coming in and telling all parents what to do. Mm-hmm. Obviously, no, no, give me my freedom. I need that. I need my space. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure some people in the government are fucking pedophiles, too. No. No. Amber. Come on. But it's just like, when you see this, when you see a real thin girl with booty shorts blowing a kiss with men all over the page, this should have, like, bells ringing with some sort of company to just be like okay no more yeah no, <laughs> no more. okay all of these adult men are commenting probably a red flag maybe we yeah. should not allow this account to be up anymore that's it that's all i'm asking um, it's just or, or like the like dicks on omegle we should figure out who's flashing with the kids and get them out of here yeah and they, they say that they are but they're not you know no. um so and that segment really speaks on that it's like we it's not like oh we want to be controlled all the time but any like the lack of any oversight can substantially damage a kid if their parent is batshit crazy yeah and a lot of states you don't have any requirements on your education you don't have to teach them you can say they're homeschooled and you don't have to teach them shit you can also teach them wrong i know a guy that got homeschooled and he said around 10 years old his mom just stopped teaching him mm-hmm. no sorry high school so around 14 sorry yeah. so he said high school he just like sat at home and then like didn't do anything and his mom just like gave up. So those are formative years. That yeah. You need to be making bonds, going outside, joining some kind of team or a group. Finding a passion, like find, yeah. like wanting to learn about stuff. And for so sure. here's an adult man with his childhood haunted. Yeah. You know, he's pale and doesn't go outside. Yeah. And, and on that uh, segment, he points out that one of the biggest uh, like conglomerates that, that distribute homeschooling materials that are technically like accepted by the government have stuff in them like pictures of men in full jeans and t-shirts living aside next to dinosaurs oh, <laughs> that's right. like in the book and that's like that's like given that's like government approved homeschooling okay um, <laughs> oh yeah because we can't get it together with like science and stuff and like facts I don't know. I, I don't know what to say, Natalie. I just don't want pictures of little girls on the internet for pedophiles to go comment. That's yeah. all. That's it. It gets a little more nuanced after this and like where the government should step in, but I just don't want to see this. Wow. Liberal feminist. You crazy woman. <laughs> I don't. Um, but I also don't want all these infringes, you know. Yeah, with, I with think me. that there can be a middle ground. There's a middle ground. I don't think it's good for us at this point in life and society to treat children like the parents own them, like that they are just allowed to do what they will with the child if they're hurting them. I don't think that that's okay. That's just my opinion. And this is the case with social media as well. Not all or even most parents overshare their children, but some will and then will take advantage of the market of sex predators because it is a lot of money. I mean, there's a lot of money to be made from that. The great, uh, you know, there's a great resource, which I mentioned last season for this hellscape is Mom Uncharted on TikTok. Um, And she quoted herself or or like one of the quotes on her video of her recent videos that showed the analytics again of one of these girls followed by 82 percent adult men. And I think it sums it up pretty well. 
which is her comment is, imagine growing up to find out you weren't the influencer you thought you were, but a little girl being exploited online by their own parents, which is what's going to happen to most of these kids. And then you're going to grow up and then who do you trust? Who do you trust, Natalie? The people that were designed to protect you fucked you over. So then why? what would make me want to be a decent, tax-paying, law-abiding citizen of America? I, I just, wouldn't. I just don't even know, even if you're, you want to be a, a decent person, how you recover from that. Because we talked about this last season, but when the moments that I was humiliated by a, like a figure, a, like an authority figure in front of like a couple adults – are just like singed into my mind forever when oversharing like like private medical things about me while I'm mm. in the room, things like that. Those were traumatizing. Right. Now, imagine that happening in front of millions of people and your mom is making money off of saying that. Like, I don't know how psychologically you can ever recover from that. You fully. either grow up just hating your mother or you do the same thing. You have a kid and you do the exact same thing. And it's a cycle, Natalie. I hope not. I hope by the time they grow up to have kids, this is not going to be an option. Um, And it's not just sexual stuff, too. It's like the stuff where they're like pushing their kids over. It's like humiliating them. That gets views and money. It's the like there was a TikTok. The the, uh, parents were like holding their infant daughter over the side of a boat, a speedboat. What? And. It got a bunch of views, just like putting their kid in danger for likes. And in- I saw one where they held up a baby wrong to be funny, and it was a father doing it. And then the like somebody else cut, and they were like, "Yeah, see, this guy did this for likes and attention. Mm. This is an actual account." Yeah. Um, is it the TikTok behavior, or are parents always kind of doing this? Well, I mean, we can look at it historically as they've kind of always been doing this. You like going back to vaudeville and Shirley stuff like Temple, that, yeah. yeah. Um, parents, there are certain parents who see children as just venues for themselves. And I think that's always existed. And we've also seen it on social media kind of develop. There's been like the, the oldest kids who are now in their twenties, who were the original vlogged kids all coming forward being like, this really fucked me up and was really awful. And I had no say. And kids are even underage coming out. One of them, um, a 15 year old. So Illinois basically was the first state in uh, this, the United States, I believe the first one, that has started the process of putting bills out that are protecting kids. It is nowhere near where it needs to be. But there are young people fighting for these bills to happen. And one of the people, when they were trying to make this bill pass, was an anonymous 15-year-old who was actively in a YouTuber family. They went in on it. They didn't want to say who they were. Saying that I have I'm basically a prisoner in this house. Um, they tell me I have to do these things. I don't want to do it. They threaten me. They, um, you know, say like this is how we, you know, if you want your stuff, you better get on camera and da da da. And her, the parents of this person have been threatening and not uh, making them sign an NDA so they can't ever speak. And so, so like even when they're 25, 30, they can't speak on it. I mean, I would just, NDAs a lot of times are just scare tactics. If it was really bad enough child abuse, you could just say fuck you and like say yeah. it anyway, because they could try to sue you. But if they did a crime, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I did a crime on you and you talked about it. I'm going to sue you. Right. So, um, 
that stuff's slowly getting changed. There are some movements. There are bills being presented, thanks again to Zoomers and millennials who are stepping up since the ancient crones and leeches in the Senate refused to leave. And they don't give a flying fuck about any of this. No, they just honestly, they're trying to hoard money. Oh, yeah. And go to outer space. They are. They do not yeah. give a shit about the youth or the future. They no. want to keep everything for themselves. For whatever reason, whatever traumas those generations had, man, they do not give a shit about anybody else. Um, so Illinois, like I mentioned, has passed this bill, but it's mostly surrounding protecting some of the money made by child vloggers, um, similar to the Coogan laws. So they had also tried to add a clause into this bill that said that children had the right when they turned 18 to delete any of the content that was put out about them. And that was taken off. What? Yeah. So, But they're in the content. Yeah. Like if, if I post a picture with our sound guy and then the Ryan was like, no, I don't like it. Take it down. He should have the right to take it down. I don't think he should. I don't think Ryan should. Sorry, um, Ryan. It's staying <laughs> up forever. She's got to make that money. That's right. Can you get in my little in a bikini? <laughs> Sorry, that's really bad. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they, this bill that they tried to pass did involve, did include this saying, like, kids should have the right that once they become an adult, if they don't want to consent, their parents shouldn't be able to make money off of the videos anymore. And that was taken out. Fuck them but so much. I know. The, the, so I don't honestly care about the money saving as much as completely removing this kind of content. But at least these kids are going to be they, – they will have some amount of, of money saved over for them when they grow up. Um, it's still not enough. And that's also true with the Coogan Laws. Like the child actors, they still only get this tiny fraction of their trust kept for them. The parents still can spend most of the kids' money. Um, it should be way more. The, so, the parents should barely be able to touch that money, to be honest. So the people in authority, did they not even think of you as a human being until you have kids of your own? That you're always yeah. just a kid. You're so stupid. You don't get any rights. You're dumb. Whatever. Absolutely. Until you have kids of your own, and it's like, oh, well, now you get to keep up whatever you want. You get the you get the money. You get whatever. It's kind of like a, a, like a benefit of having kids. Yeah. I mean, you... That's the only benefit because we don't get daycare. No, as the as we've talked about with these other uh, series, is our country was founded on the idea of mass producing children, and it's never stopped. Even though we have all of these children suffering in our very wealthy country, you need the little fingers and the weaves, Natalie. I mean, seriously, I but so yeah, you gotta do it. They they want bodies. They want. And so right. we've kind of like given over this allowance, I think, to adults, especially within these very high control religions that are very powerful, like LDS that has $150 billion stored. That, And this is not me just making shit up. This is very much like whistleblowers have come forward showing the documents and shit. Those kind of mentalities kind of tell you to be like you all you own your have a kid because once you have a kid you own the kid you own the kid's kid. yours now to do whatever you want with now it's not always it's not always religious people I, I should be very clear well it's a lot of it's business owners because mm -hmm. ideally say like a guy is in your work and like a in a blue collar job and he gets a malnutrition something like a hammer falls on his head mm -hmm. right total workman false and he wants to sue um, sorry, you can't. We've got seven other guys lined up at the door for your money, for your job. You can't sue. You can't join a union because it is highly competitive. Mm -hmm. So we get to choose how much we pay you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, great. Yep. That's it. The end. The end. Bye. Bye. <laughs> um, unfortunately, that is sort of the end of the episode. Uh, there, 
people are fighting, and I really I want to say that I'm going to be clear about that. Um, another person I've mentioned, the TikTok advocate, is very active in trying to press bills, push bills being moved forward. Is very active in talking to Congress and talking to states and 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 being very clear about like how this kind of parental child exploitation, this parasocial exploitation, often leads to physical human trafficking is so um so morally we we have to look at our the moral core of ourselves as people as a country and see that this is really going to be a dark mark on us as humans this is such a gross we should be able to all come together and be like can't do that anymore yeah um i mean we we ban smoking in restaurants mm-hmm. can we ban pedophilia please well <laughs> I, I we can at least ban parents from openly selling it to them yeah you know what i mean um so and the reason i brought up to you on this episode instagram is because i think it gets confused that because it's a mainstream site with a lot of oversight that it doesn't it's like oh it's not as bad as some of those other weird underground sites but it consistently is on the dirty dozen list which is a list that's produced by the national center on sexual exploitation um which is the 12 biggest risk factors for child exploitation and sexual exploitation and it's all your faves usually um but instagram some of them switch like snapchat has put in more measures so when they get on the dirty dozen basically they're saying hey here's a bunch of shit you need to fix um instagram's always on it and for reasons like we just talked about today they don't do anything about this um so yeah, so I just don't want. I wanted to to bring that one up. Um, we'll we'll we're gonna wrap up probably next week, probably next week. Parasocial exploitation, but I just really wanted to step in and try to like show you the radicalization of this, and to let you know. I know this was a really bleak episode, but there are people fighting really really hard. I wish people who were older cared. Um, of course, there are some Gen X or some Boomers who are trying, but the vast majority of them in power. Uh, or do, they don't care. They don't understand what the internet is. They're willfully ignorant, which yes. pisses me off. You don't have to understand the internet, but get out of governing. Get out of governing. Get out of leadership. If you don't want to understand it, that's fine. Go go fucking farm. Do whatever you want to do. Yeah. But you cannot dictate the rules of our country and not go like, oh, I don't know websites. <laughs> that's willful. You have the the tools to learn it. So if you want to stay around in leadership, learn it or go away. Do something fun, you know? Yeah, God, they have the money. My yeah. God. Build a fucking, I don't know. Build an igloo made out of hay. Yeah. I don't know. Get out of here. <laughs> and that's what I say. Get out of here now. Now that you've listened to this episode, go do something fun for yourself that's not this. Yeah. Enjoy. Have a smile. Go outside. Have an ice cream cone, something. Um, remain saucy, pert, and greasy like I and Amber always are and will be forever, no yeah. matter what. <laughs> any of you say yeah life can't get us down nah no we're gonna go on a jog i don't give a shit i'm gonna pull my hair out and run around with my tits out you can't get me down <laughs> that sounds great let's go <laughs> this show is made possible by listeners like you Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com.
BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.